0: Episode 200 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. What a big milestone. We appreciate all of you for sticking with us and listening and passing it along and subscribing. Really appreciate it. Episode 200, the Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. The Wichita State University Shocker Basketball Program had a lot of challenges over the last year, but they persevered through the pandemic. A coaching change dealt with a national discussion on racial justice. I think we have to say that expectations for the team, the program, and the coach were certainly exceeded. I am pleased that for Episode 200, Shocker head basketball coach Isaac Brown joins me for a discussion about the season. First, let me give you an update on the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal that you'll be seeing today. Our fourth installment of the Small Business Big Mission Project. A lot of us have gone through those SWOT exercises, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We conducted that exercise for Wichita, and we've written about four businesses that are dealing with unique challenges. Our coverage begins this week on page 10. 10. Also this week, a special section on women who lead. This week, we focus on the top leaders in financial services. That's on page 19. What kind of salaries are executives at Spirit AeroSystems pulling down? Well, Daniel McCoy tells us on page four. This week's list, the area's physical therapy facilities. Check that out on page six. Our job is to provide you business intelligence you can use to grow your business. Every week, we publish our leads section, bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 33. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, what a year for Shocker Basketball, the pandemic, our national discussion on racial equality, a coaching change. Despite all that, a conference regular season championship, conference player of the year, conference coach of the year, and making it into the NCAA tournament. Coach Isaac Brown joins me for milestone podcast number 200. Coach, thanks for being here. Congratulations on a great season. I know it didn't end the way you wanted it to, but reflecting back, Coach, I got to think you feel it was a successful season.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me here. Um, excited about the year we just had, you know, the opportunity to win a conference championship and get to the NCAA tournament in the first year was great. Um, didn't end how we wanted it, but I think we gained valuable experience and hopefully we can get back to that point next year and learn from it.
0: What was your message for the guys after that last game, uh, bringing to to an end a season that you had lots of ups, you had some downs? What was your message to the guys?
1: I just told them I was proud of them. That was my comments in the locker room. I said I was proud of you guys. You guys brought us the first AAC Conference Championship. Um, You did a great job of competing in a league that's – you know, got some big time teams in it. Um, Congratulations on making it to the NCAA tournament. I'm just so proud of you guys. Make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do in the classroom. Let's finish this thing up right. Take care of yourself. And um, that was pretty much it. You know, I didn't talk about the game at all. It was nothing we could do to get the game back. We couldn't rewind it. So I just wanted to congratulate them on a great year.
0: If you had a chance to relax after that, I know. There are some restrictions on recruiting now, but but how much can you do uh, now that the season's over and and uh, you're looking toward next year?
1: You know, the first two or three days, I went back and just watched the game, and you know, tried to reflect on that, where we could get better, what we could do differently on defense, what we could do differently on offense. After three or four days of watching that, we started the recruiting up. You know, met with the players just to see who was comfortable with coming back. Um, last night, I did two or three Zooms with two talented athletes. Stayed on the phone with them about three or four hours um, in Zooms throughout the night. So that's what we're doing right now. We're meeting with kids, talking with kids, Zooming with kids. You can't see them in person. you Can't go to their home. They come here. So you got to get on Zoom to visit with them.
0: What spots are a priority for you to fill when you're looking at recruiting? Point guard, fives, what are you looking for?
1: You know, we're just looking for the best available players. I think we definitely got to get a point guard. We need a young big, we need a four, but I'm trying to get the best players possible. So that could be any position, you know, certain positions like maybe at Tyson's position, Dexter position, we'll take a young guy because we don't need an experienced guy there. We already got starters. At the five spot, we got Mars Udeze. We may take a young guy at that position. I think at the point guard spot, we got to get a guy that can come in and play a bunch of minutes from day one.
0: Some folks may not know all the details of your background. Coach, where would you grow up, and where would you go to school?
1: I grew up in Pascagoula, Mississippi, a little small town on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, home of Jimmy Buffett. There um, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to um, Pascagoula High School, graduated from Pascagoula High School, went to Mississippi Gulf Coast, went to play at Texas A&M for old Miss basketball coach, a guy named Kermit Davis. I played for Coach Davis at Texas A&M. I ended up transferring to Louisiana Monroe, stayed there for one year. We went to the NCAA tournament. You know, after that, I started coaching, started out at Okaloosa Walton Community College, located in Destin, Florida. I went on to coach at um, South Alabama. I worked for a guy named John Pelfrey that played at Kentucky for Rick Pitino. I was with Coach Pelfrey at South Alabama for five years. I left South Alabama and went to Arkansas with Coach Pelfrey, worked with him there for three years. I left there and I went to Arkansas State. I became the associate head coach there. I worked with two Final Four coaches there. One was Richard Williams, who was assistant coach. He led Mississippi State to the final four. The other coach was John Brady, who um, was the head coach at LSU. He led those guys to the final four. So I gained valuable experience working for two guys that had coached in the final four. Um, I left there and I went to work at Louisiana Tech. And Louisiana Tech head coach is Michael White. And Michael White was like one of the hottest young coaches in the country. His dad is the athletic director at Duke, his brother, is that athletic director at Tennessee? Wow. His other brother is the athletic director at Florida Atlantic. You know, I wanted to be a head coach, so his dad told me to come work for Mike, and I'll help you get a job one day. Mike is now the head coach at Florida. I left there because I wanted to, you know, come to the highest level. Came to Wichita State to work with Coach Marshall to try to put myself in position to become a head coach. Really enjoyed Wichita, great basketball city. Um, best fans in the country, and a winning tradition. That's my background.
0: Of course, uh, this year's events were unexpected, but as you say, you had always expected or aspired to coach a Division I program, right? Yes. And uh, were there any any parts of the country or any places that you really focused on as where you wanted your career to go?
1: You know, anywhere in the Midwest, um, anywhere in the South, that would have been fine with me, but, you know, nobody was knocking on my door, so I couldn't be picky, you know. So if somebody would have called me as far as Wyoming, I probably would have took that head job just to gain that experience.
0: When uh, Coach Marshall left, you were made interim. Uh, then they took the interim label off. What was what was that experience like? What was that call like, and, and what was your reaction?
1: You know, I was so excited you know, i you know been coaching for a long time and never getting that opportunity to be a head coach. You know, I went up for some interviews, but I never got those jobs. But just for my first job to be a dream job, it was unbelievable. You know, a lot of times you start out at smaller schools, but I was lucky enough to have one of the top jobs in the country, one of the top jobs for his fan support. And I was just excited. You know, the first person I called was my mom. Just so excited to have this opportunity to help Wichita State continue the tradition.
0: Well, the virus obviously affected the the program, affected just about every program. How did you manage through that?
1: You know, we just tried to make sure the guys were taking care of themselves off the floor. Even in the gym, we had rules. When you came in the basketball facility, you had to have your mask on. We only were allowing four to five guys in the locker room at a time. Anytime we we're in practice and you were on the sideline, you had to wear your mask. You know, on the bus, we had to sit guys. You know, we had to space seats out. We had to walk on the bus to make sure everybody had their mask. On the plane, we had to do the same exact thing. So it was just making sure we were taking care of the guys. They were following all the COVID protocols. I thought our trainer, Todd, did a great job of setting forth all the rules. And, you know, early on, we had some COVID issues. We had four or five guys that had it. We had some close contact. but We never missed a game on our behalf because of the COVID. We were able to play the first two games of the year versus Mizzou versus Oklahoma State. We were shorthanded, but we played those games throughout the year. Whenever we missed the game, it wasn't because we missed it, the other team couldn't play. Right. So I thought we had a great year as for us as not having to miss games on our behalf.
0: It must have been a lot different playing in an arena that was not full of crazy fans.
1: At home, it was. You know, right. it, it felt really different at home because, you know, we sell out here every game. But the fact that we could max out with the 2,600 that helped us tremendously to win those home games. On the road, it really wasn't different because a lot of those teams don't get fans in the stands. So at home, it was different. On the road, it wasn't as different.
0: That building is packed every night for you guys when, when you have a home game. It's not always that way for other people, whether it was the Valley or for others in the American. It really is different here.
1: Yes, it's really different. You know, I've been at a lot of different schools and we've won championships. We've had 15, 17 game win streaks, conference championships, and we could never sell out our building. So this is a special place to be able to play anyone and you sell out.
0: Another big event in the last year was the national discussion coach on racial equality. How did you handle that discussion with your student athletes?
1: You know, you got to listen to these kids. You know, I wanted to give them the ground to be able to speak their mind, tell us everything that was on their mind, and we could help them in any way to send out that message that we would do that, we wanted to stand behind those kids one hundred and ten percent. Because you know, as a college athlete, it's it's a little different. You know, you're playing basketball your own campus. You're one of those student athletes that you have a voice. So we wanted those guys to be able to express themselves.
0: You must have been uh, proud of the way they uh, they came out, and and they weren't a lot of them. They there weren't all of them who were out out in public, but a lot of them participated in the, in the discussion.
1: Yes, a lot of those guys did. They met daily about different discussions, different topics. They brought those topics to us. A lot of the stuff we could answer for them and a lot of stuff they wanted to seek other people to give them voices, but they did a tremendous job. You know, our guys are some big-time kids, and they just want to do things right. They want to bring people together, and I thought they did a great job of that.
0: Well, coach, this is a business podcast and we're business publication. I've always drawn the comparison between athletics and working in a team setting toward a common goal. Obviously, it's that way in the business world, too. What's your approach to managing and leading a group toward common goals? You worked with a lot of different coaches. You were a player yourself. What's sort of your leadership philosophy?
1: I think number one, as a leader, you got to have, yourself, you have to have a good leadership. And I try to lead these guys in a positive way. Um, We try to come together as a team on and off the court um, to set common goals. And it's just not about basketball. It's about these kids coming in as young boys, leaving as men, trying to make sure they able to take care of their families, put themselves in position to be successful. And, you know, leadership starts at the top. I give these guys a lot of tasks, and those guys were able to compete it. So I just want to continue to do a good job in leading these young men.
0: How do you feel about the support of the Shockers from the community?
1: Oh, big time. You know, we have the best fan base in the country. You know, I've coached at a lot of places, South Alabama, Louisiana Tech, Arkansas, and in all those places, football was king. Right. Here. We, we have a great tradition, you know, basketball, baseball. Uh, we got the best fans in the country, and I just love. I think it makes it easy for us to recruit. Anytime you can bring a kid into a basketball game and you could be playing um, anyone in the country, and it's a sellout, I think it helps you overall.
0: Are there any other facilities needs that you have? Do you feel like you're set up pretty well on facilities?
1: I think we're set up pretty well. You know, it's always time to upgrade because this day and age, all these schools are upgrading with practice facilities, video room, things like that, weight room. We just got to keep getting better to stay with all the guys in our conference.
0: What do you think is the number one tool you have in your toolbox to recruit a young good player from other places in the country?
1: I think it's number one is the city of Wichita. You know the fan base, um, Charles Coke Arena. Um, I think those are the things that get kids to want to come here. I think it's the winning tradition. But number one to me is the fan base and the fan support in the arena. I mean, I could bring a kid here to a basketball game in October. And just for those guys to see a sellout crowd in the arena, that helps us a lot.
0: Well, Coach Brown, congratulations on an incredible season. Thank you for spending time with us on the podcast and We look forward to many years of shocker success on and off the court. Coach Isaac Brown, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Good luck on the recruiting trail, and and good luck next season we'll be watching.
1: Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks for all the support. Thanks.
0: Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, Episode 200. Check out all our podcast episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. You know, creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.